0: i Lisa, an ultra runner based in Sydney. I first started working with Isabel in December, 2022. I reached out to her as I had a very clear goal of wanting to participate in the Coast to Cosi ultra marathon in December, 2023. And I knew Isabel had participated in this event as well as numerous other endurance and ultra marathons and just had a wealth of experience um, in these longer distances. Uh, To qualify for coast to cozy, I had a 24-hour track event, and again, I knew Isabel had done such an event, and I just really wanted to tap into her knowledge. And I have to say, you know, 12 months working with Isabel, she was so generous with her knowledge sharing and her expertise, and with her coaching, I. Hit my qualifier and I completed the Costa Cozy uh, in December 2023, which it's just been the most amazing year of running. And having Isabel as my coach uh, was just fantastic. She was always available um, and just provided such guidance and made adjustments as we needed to to my training. But just having someone that understands the, the goals that you have and endurance events. Um, was second to none and I can't rate Isabel and can't thank her enough and can't rate Isabel highly enough as a coach. So um, yeah, thank you, Isabel, for an awesome year and here's to the next one.
1: Hello and welcome to the Peak Endurance Podcast um, with your hosts, uh, Isabel Tate and me, Ron Tate, um, let us start off by saying Merry Christmas.
2: Yay today is actually today Christmas day. This night. is how exciting our life is. We're recording a podcast.
1: We had so much to do Um, we thought we'd just squeeze one more thing in.
2: Yes yes you're very lucky we haven't been drinking. <laughs> no no we've to be honest I'm sitting here dressed in my Zoom attire a jacket with my pajama pants on and it's Two forty in the afternoon, and yes, I'm still wearing That's my pajamas.
1: Cool in your pajamas. Mm, yeah. We haven't left the house. We, don't, the we don't, don't. rain. It's mm-hmm. um the closest thing in Melbourne that we get to a white Christmas, yes. which is a wet Christmas.
2: Yes.
1: Uh, it's pretty much rained all day.
2: Yeah, it's a bit depressing yeah. like crap. Because in Australia and most people listening to this aren't Australian, but if it's not hot on Christmas, it feels like it's not Christmas. Just yeah. like I guess if you're in the Northern Hemisphere and it's not really snowing, it, and it's not a white Christmas, yeah. it probably doesn't feel um like Christmas. Not well, not.
3: Yeah.
2: um, but myself coming from a European German background, we had Christmas yesterday with my family.
3: Yeah.
2: Um. So we Germans celebrate Christmas Christmas Eve. And that's what we did. So yeah. today's kind of
1: so just a, yeah, a non-event. <laughs>
2: for me, as as I was growing up, Christmas Day was always nothing. I always got my presents for Christmas Eve. So spoiler alert, I never believed in Santa. Um,
1: but don't tell kids.
2: No. Um so um I used to get my presents Christmas Eve and then Christmas Day, we used to listen to all the Aussie kids having fun while we sat there bullshitless of course we didn't have any family either it was just us the immediate family and yeah that was thrilling (laughs) um and also we didn't get many presents not like the australian kids who got forty-five thousand presents each. we would get one, and if you didn't like it which i generally didn't because i didn't get what i wanted um which was something like the other cool aussie kids would get then you just sucked it up like princess you were and that's what i did (laughs) clearly because I'm clearly over it. <laughs> but I'm I'm sure you had a nice Australian Christmas where you got lots of presents and played with the kids in the street and played with family and uh
1: no well, yeah. Our, our Christmases were always busy because we had to see all the family mm. on Christmas days. So yeah. we basically, you know, we'd open our presents, get five minutes playing with the presents and then quick, hurry up, let's get ready and go. That's
2: what I mean. I don't think you realise how lucky you were to have that to go yeah. and see family. Like for us it was very lonely. But yes, go on. Yeah,
1: so we would rush out. And go visit um dad's parents uh for lunch and then we go and see mum's dad for dinner nice and get home so late it was you know we were falling asleep in the car
2: yeah but that's that's nice i mean that's what i always wanted as a kid that's what i wanted so Hmm. you know you may find it tiring but someone else was jealous of you
3: yeah
2: and and that life that you had and obviously you know, other people are having that kind of Christmas. No, but clearly no one's outside playing. It is literally just constant rain. It is so crap. It is so Melbourne.
1: The only people playing with their presents outside are the ones that got umbrellas for Christmas.
2: <laughs> with their socks. Yeah. <laughs> yes. so um, Yes, so that's about it. God, how boring. Yeah. So that's our update. And um running-wise, well, we've kind of been... It's hard this time of year trying to fit everything in and, and because Melbourne weather is up and down like a yo-yo, um you can't get used to the heat. Like two days ago it was
1: it felt yeah, that's right. I mean, it was only
2: twenty-six degrees, but it felt boiling because we've been having winter weather.
1: Yeah, it's hard. It's but, hard to acclimatize to the warm yeah, weather when you only have two days worth and then it goes back.
2: And to- it goes to winter. I've actually been sitting here with my with my brand new Christmas UGG boots on, and and my electric blanket wrapped around my legs, and you know this is ridiculous. This is summer. Yeah. But anyway, it's that global warming.
1: Yes, that's right. It's making everything colder.
2: Because I remember the, the clearly the non global warming we had when I was a kid when it was forty degrees all the time. Yeah. Um. Yes, and you would blister your feet walking down the street.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's right
2: so um because nobody wore shoes back then yeah
1: um so what, what's yes. happening with our training at the moment our training um we've really started to
2: train in earnest Train in earnest and, we're not going to be talking the... time frames though okay yeah. yeah um
1: looking for vert yeah
2: um, lots of vert lots of rough terrain rough vert
1: so we went um the other day we went out um in, into the local hills and um Long behold, before we knew it, we'd done 10Ks and a 1, 1,000 metres of okay. climbing. <laughs> um, and that was the hot days, so we yep. were really, really feeling it. And um, we were a bit running out of time um because someone was a bit slow to get going.
2: <laughs> Honestly, well, I was slow too, to be fair, but I think you're the enabler. You're the one that's, you know, and I just go along. With, I'm like, oh, well, you know, might as well, but yeah.
1: So by the time we got out, we we realised that um, we didn't quite have the time to do what we wanted to do. So we ended up searching even for even more vert, in, yeah. you know, because... We in, need, lieu kilometers.
2: In, in lieu of kilometres. In lieu
1: of kilometres.
2: Because so, I had to get home and cook wine crane. Yeah.
1: Super so in system. the end, we were planning on doing around, you know...
2: 35.
1: 35 k's with 17, 2000. 17 to 2,000 metres of vert. Um, the best we could manage was 23 k's with 1,700 metres of vert. Yeah. So...
2: So we uh, got the vert, if not So we got the
1: vert, we just didn't get the kilometres. Once we realised we weren't going to have time to get the kilometres, we actually started
2: just doing, vert. just doing vert. Yeah, and some of it was, you know, quite technical terrain as well, so yeah. it was slow up and down. But Two, you know,
1: two trips up Glasgow um, yep. for those locals that know Glasgow track. Um, it's a very rocky, very technical climb. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: Um, so we did two of those.
2: Yep.
1: Um, plus Jen's hellish descent.
2: We did it as an ascent. Well, we, did then, it, we went up and, and then it came back down again. We went down Ashes Hill.
3: Ashes Hill, yeah.
2: And, um, yeah, so a few different technical ones yeah. and, and that was good. And this week, you know, being the week during Christmas and New Year, we were going to go away, but, of course, the weather is shite. We were going to camp. And um, I think I've got a anyway, uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, and um, so we're not going to well we are well, we'll, we'll
1: probably just go away for the night yeah um, so done, yeah we'll, we'll head up um to castle Main, um
2: where they have an orienteering um course, yeah, not per-
1: course permanent markers, markers yep um for orienteering so we'll go up and we'll um do a bit of compass practice um
2: and you know why everybody
1: yeah because there's only
2: one race i i practice that for <laughs>
1: that's right we'll practice it once a year yeah <laughs>
2: So yes, yes, that's what i'm 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 training my navigation again um getting all of that done yeah so and running on rough terrain like you do when you are off trail
1: yes so we'll so. be we'll be doing a couple of days of that just to you know, get a get isabel's bearing's, bearings, back. bearings back with using a compass once once you've got it you've got oh, it yeah. It's um, one of those. Things. Just it's remember.
2: Like, yeah it's getting your legs back again like yeah. you like when you haven't been skiing all year and you've got to get your ski legs back and yeah. you know your sea legs or whatever it is it's just yeah. getting my um my confidence in my skills again and yeah. reading the terrain on the map again you know and all those sorts of things so yes Mm-hmm. focusing on that, um, that's basically what our focus will be for a while now. That's right, yep. Um, And yes, so stay tuned because, well, if you can't guess what it is, what I'm right, training for, where have you been? Um,
1: <laughs> if you don't know, you'll never know.
2: That's right. <laughs> yes. I've got a sticker of that, of, of the yellow yep. gate with it, if you know, you know, or something like that. Yeah, I can't right. remember. Still yeah. haven't stuck it on my car um anyway so yes we're heading back to the yellow gate yep um so exciting times ahead um third time's the charm.
1: <laughs> yeah so. we're, we're um really really focusing on our training for this one um you know we, we're going to try yeah we're going to try a few different things last time we focused on nav, on nav. um so we nailed that but this year we're going to focus a bit more on speed through
2: rough terrain. Rough
1: terrain, which you know.
2: which compared to speed, you know, it's speed. Yeah, it's not speedy per se, no, but it's... moving faster over rough terrain.
3: Yeah,
2: um, yeah, yeah.
3: You
1: know, so, there's a
2: lot of trip hazards yeah, involved.
1: Yeah, lots of bush brushing and yeah. and recognizing terrain quickly and and moving through it. Yeah, um, so which which is a skill in itself because you know any yeah. trail runner can run trails, but if you you know try and Put them on a row gaining course. Suddenly, things get a lot harder because they're not yes. they're not running along and on a recognised trail. They're jumping over logs and pushing well,
3: branches,
2: and... ensuring that you maintain the direction because yeah. even one t- half a degree off, and you completely miss the mark. Yeah. So it's running over rough terrain, watching where you're going, keeping an eye on where the arrow is pointing. Yeah. And not falling over or getting caught on things, and and so it's yeah. it's actually quite hard. Yeah. Um, so that is the challenge that we are working on at the moment. Mm Yep. Yep. So that's that. So
1: that's what we're doing at the moment. That's
2: that's the update for our training because, of course, whatever I'm training for, Ron is training for. When
1: I say our training, I mean I'm doing the training. Yes.
2: um,
1: But with with the goal in mind, it's Isabel's goal, but Mm -hmm. I'm helping in any way. And, of course, if
2: Ron ever had a goal, I would help him with that, but he doesn't, so don't. that i'm not supportive it's just ron doesn't have a goal i'm not saying you said that i'm talking to the listeners um not that they would maybe say that either anyway so that's that that's that no ron has been um studying away um and so i suggested to him that maybe he come up with a topic for this pod based on some of the things that he has been learning in the um coaching course that he is doing
1: yes um, so one of the things I came across and felt that um, it's a question that comes up regularly and I think it's something that, you know, people should pay attention to, don't necessarily. Uh, now, I could be very easily accused of not paying much attention to it.
2: Well, you used to be. You aren't no, You're better yeah,
1: Is um, warming up, cooling down and stretching, mm-hmm. um, whether it's before a run or after a run, um, yeah. So the dos and don'ts, the you know the benefits. Um,
2: yeah. All right. So let's let's start off. What is a warm up?
1: So a warm up is um, basically elevating your heart rate slowly um, yeah. and warming your muscles.
2: So basically preparing your, your body blood blood. for exercise, yeah, right?
3: Yeah.
2: Because you can't just go from sitting down, staring blindly at your coffee, yeah. waking up to running. 450 pace that's right yeah. you, you, well you i'm sure somebody could but you shouldn't that's right
3: that's unless good.
2: you're determined to injure yourself and burn yourself up yep. or even you know even if you're a slower runner and there's nothing wrong with being slower i'm just saying if if you know going out at your fastest speed possible that's whatever right. that is that could be 550s that could be 630s you know it, it's all relative to what our <clears throat> paces are but it yep. means you don't burst out the door and go hell for leather. Yeah, slowly warm the body up, bring the heart rate up. I mean, supposedly the Kenyan runners run incredibly, for them, slow at the start. It's probably faster than my easy, (laughs) faster than my, you know, marathon pace at the moment. But um, for them, they run way slower. Now, if really fast people can do that, why can't the everyday runner what ends up happening is the everyday runner runs all of their runs around the same pace, whereas the Kenyans will run their easy runs two to three minutes a, a, a kilometre slower than than their marathon pace. But you think of the average runner, let's say their marathon pace is uh, 5.20, yep. let's say,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and their easy run pace is 5.40. Yeah. Like that's ridiculous. Yeah,
1: that's right.
2: That's 20 seconds a kilometre That's that's not easy. That's not an easy pace, yeah. and when people say, "Oh, but it feels easy," they're kidding themselves, yeah. because um, that is why you're not getting faster at the marathon, because you're running your easy runs too fast. So um, if the Kenyans can do it, and they they're not they're not like, oh, who can-? you know, yeah. they probably don't have new strivers so much because they don't have all the watches and whatnot. But, but I mean, the top runners will,
3: yeah,
2: for sure, yeah. They maybe hide their data. I don't know. Um but if they're willing to do it why why can't the rest yeah, of us That's right. So I certainly for me my body doesn't allow me to I have to really plod into it which makes my overall pace look you know even worse than it is at the moment but um it's more that it just takes me time now that I'm getting older it takes me a lot longer to warm up.
3: Yeah.
2: You on the other hand would be the type that would spring out the door fast if you if would you? Well, not
1: if I ran in the mornings like you do. Like, mm. you know, when I true, run, true. because I run in the afternoon, I'm not cold. Like, you know, I've been up, I've been walking around all day. My muscles are warm because I've been on my feet all day. Yes. Um, I'm, I but know, still
2: walking around is not the same as running.
1: No, no, no. But but I'm still, you know, I'm not going from sleeping. Zero to hero.
3: Uh, yeah, yeah.
1: Like yeah. If, when we run first thing in the morning. Yeah. Um. It takes me a while to warm up,
3: yeah.
1: Um, because my body isn't warm, whereas at the end of the day, or you know, after a work day, yeah, yeah, true. Um, I'm a little bit looser,
2: true. That does make a difference, yeah. but even so, if your marathon pace is 520, your easy runs, yeah, or your warm ups should not be 540, yeah. Um, yeah, so anyway, and so. Let's say we're doing a um, quality session. It's even more important to do a warm up because you're going to be pushing the body hard, and that's why um, in a warm up, I um, or at Peak Endurance Coaching, because Zoe does it too, and you yep. will do it too, yep. is we have four times 100 meter strides before a um, before a session.
1: And what does a stride do? What, what's well, a stride
2: the- is, um, you know, it's where you're picking up a pace over the 100 metres, which seems like not long enough to be able to pick up the pace, but you can. Once again, don't start flat out at the beginning. You'll pull a hammer. You build into it. It, it gets the body prepared. It's like, right, we're going to be doing some faster work without doing a huge effort. Um, it gets the mind prepared. Um, this is what I'm going to be doing. And I don't know, certainly for me as a morning runner, after I've done my easy warm-up, I'm kind of almost half asleep, to be fair. And they wake me up a bit as well, yeah. and it is kind of waking the body up, even if it is again the, the day for you. Do you find because you might be tired from work, do you find that those strides sort of give you a bit more pep in your step? Yeah, well,
1: we've spoken about this in the past. You know, I'll, I'll, you know, turn my watch on and go, oh, I just, I can't be bothered. It feels
3: you may not be able to get
1: it you're tired, you're from, tired from the day, and you're yeah. thinking, oh, how am I going to get through this? and even on the warm up i'm going oh this is going to hurt so much and oh i don't know if i can do this and then you do your strides and then suddenly
2: yeah
1: um suddenly 2%. yeah your legs your legs feel alive yeah um and it just feels like you like your heart rate's elevated a little yeah. more
2: yeah
1: um So it just wakes the body up, and it just prepares your body for what's coming.
2: It does, and so then, and then you have a little bit more of a jog recovery, three or four minutes, or whatever I prescribe. Yeah. Um, And then we get into the session, and then your body is ready for the session. So you know, two to three k warm up. Some people need more, like three. A lot of people prefer a bit shorter. I personally, I need at least three before my strides to warm up, Um, and then. And then, you know, into it. And, and the recovery between the strides is kind of easy walking, like a minute recovery, walk, jog, whatever it is. Um, and then you get into the session. Yeah. All right, so let's say we've done our session. But even for a long run, you should warm into it. Don't, once again, don't go out. A long run is easy pace, but even so, still warm into it um, because because it's just getting the body started with exercising. You don't, you don't go to the gym and, and go, right, well, I'm just going to, go and um squat 600 kilos you would build up to that side and even yeah. even those big bodybuilders they start with light weights just to yeah. warm up the muscles they know they're going to tear a muscle like they're not stupid that's right um they know if they lift too heavy straight away they will will tear a muscle
1: they know they can lift those heavy weights yes. but they know they also that if the first lift is a heavy yeah. weight yeah um yeah they're going to test
2: all manner of trouble and so yeah. you know Actually, bodybuilders and all that, you know, we may go, you know, whatever. But they actually have very good practices in place and, and ways of, of exercising. Um, so it's really important to um, warm up. And, and they know that. And we need to not just go straight out the door and run hard. Just let your body warm up into it. Mm-hmm. Um, you were also talking about stretching. Now, some people yeah. think of stretching as a warm-up. What do you say?
1: I say... Um... Stretching before a run, they're, they're, I mean, the whaling wisdom says it's not such a great idea.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, because particularly as a runner, you want you want um less uh, elasticity.
2: Yeah.
1: Or spring back, basically. Yeah. So the more you stretch those muscles, the less spring back there's going to be.
2: Yeah, I mean, they've so, done studies that say yeah, it reduces your power
1: if That's you right. So you actually don't want your muscles to be stretchy stretchy mm. when you start running
2: i do dynamic warm-ups while well, wrong watches well, I'm, I'm
1: <laughs> my dynamic um stretches are done with my eyeballs as i watch I'll do a stretch
2: swinging my legs around and yeah. all that it's it's um like i just i just don't feel right if i haven't done that yeah you know and i personally believe you should do it but you know whatever um so um yeah so you can do dynamic stretches because it's not full range of motion it's just Getting, I kind of think it was lubricating the joints, getting the joints moving, um, and you know, as I've gotten older, I kind of feel I need that more. Um, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. But doing, you know, I guess um, quad stretches and calf stretches. No, and, no, and don't do that, like that. stuff. No. Um, yeah, you're not um, you're not helping the running process by stretching your muscles out before you run. Yeah. Um, so when when would you stretch?
2: I stretch of an evening. Um, I mean, I I used to sometimes stretch at the end of the run, but who's got time for that? And also, I'm normally too hungry, yeah. um, so um, I consider food my priority. Yeah. Um, of an evening, like I'll get out the the hard, you know, cross ball style ball. Um, roll, you know, my niggly bits on it. So my glutes, my feet, my calves, my shins. And then I will stretch and, and do mobility work. Because mobility work is a little bit different to stretching. Mobility work is getting the joints going through the range of motion. Um, and stretching is, you know, trying to elongate the muscle. I'm not really overly trying to elongate the muscle, just enough to be enable me to get into more mobile positions. Because certainly as you get older, you get way stiffer. Like, God, who knew how bad it could get? Um, so, yeah. Um, i do that to try to counteract it because of course running makes you stiffer, which is a good thing because like yes. you said we want the, the return on the, yes. on the elasticity mm-hmm. um and that's why being stiff as a runner is good to a certain extent and then yes. there comes a point where it's bad and then um so i'm just trying to yes. negate that and stretch it out and yes, yeah, so i'll spend 20 30 minutes stretching of an evening yes. once again while you watch television watch.
1: Um, so to be crystal clear, we're not saying you should never stretch. No, 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 no. What we're saying is you should, shouldn't should stretch before, like immediately before a run.
2: Yeah. And, you know, probably after run is a good time because your muscles are warm. But who's got time for that straight after? Run? Especially if you're working and, yeah. you know. That's um,
1: right. When you run in the morning before you have to go and
3: teach.
2: Yeah. yeah. I don't have time.
3: Don't have time
1: that.
2: I'm long late to school every time. I swear to God. Yeah. So um, yeah, um, radio. So the cool down.
1: cool down. So what can you tell us about a cool down? Like, what are the benefits of a cool down?
2: Well, what did What did you learn? Well, would you prefer me to talk? Yeah, about? you can talk okay. about this. One. All right. So the cool down is um, basically bringing the body back to to normality, and because you don't want to you, you do your sprints and and you finish or your sprints or your interval session or whatever it is. And that's fine. But you need a couple of K, easy dog, um, just to bring the heart rate back down. People say to flush out the lactic acid, which is a bit of a crock of shit. But anyway, it's more just to, you've worked hard, just enjoy that nice couple of Ks. And to be honest, I normally do my speed work. I'm not close to home. I've got to get yeah. home yeah. as well for me. And and I find, and I think many of you will find that, you know, you're waking up and you're warming up in the warmer, really. And then in the cool down, everything feels much easier. Pace faster without even trying, which That's is right. really nice. <clears throat>
1: Sometimes I find after after doing a workout, mm. you'll you'll be halfway through your cool down, and you'll look down at your watch and realise you're going considerably faster than you thought you were.
2: Mm. And it's like, wow. And it is good to finish a run sort of on a bit of a faster pace, because that's what's in your muscle memory then and your and your memory of your brain. Yeah. So like I'll sometimes prescribe um, fast finish runs to my clients with either cool down where they finish on an interval sprint and then in the notes I write, do a five-minute walk, to cool down. But I want their last running memory to be running fast because that's how you finish a race, mm-hmm. right, to run fast. And then you do, then when you press stop, right, I finish my workout, then you walk. And um, But that way, so that's something different. Yeah. So you could choose to walk for your cool time, that's fine. But in general, I would do a jog and we often, at the end of a long run, you know, we'll ease off as we're finishing the long run and then we will walk for a little while, won't yeah. we, to get back because we're like, oh, you know. Well,
1: quite often we, you know, well, me particularly, more than more than Isabel, is a... if we've done a run and we're getting close to, you know, a, a
2: zero, zero. zero
1: kilometre, you know, um, I would prefer to stop and walk from there than, yeah. than run to say three point two four kilometres. Yes,
2: that's right. Whereas I'm yeah. like, no, get over it and just run to three point two four. But sometimes I'm I'm tired and I've had enough, and it's just like, yeah. oh, this is and, cool. and, and it's nice. We'll so- say to one
1: another, that's it. We're stopping at yeah. whatever.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: But knowing, knowing that we'll have,
2: you know, it's only
1: maybe three four hundred metres. Yeah, meters. maximum. Yeah. Walk to the car yeah. and that's enough.
2: Or the house or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. Whatever. Whatever we happen to be.
2: But um, and that's when you may choose to like um, I mean, do a do a bit of a stretch afterwards, you know, especially if you're running with friends at the end of the run. If everyone's standing around chatting, do a bit of a stretch. I used to do that with Knox Road Runners when we'd finish. I you know do some
3: stretching as well.
2: Yeah, we always did a bit of a stretch and a chat, a debrief on how the session went, um, you know that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And and the thing is, even from a long run, you do need to do a bit of a, a down which is why you know we walk yeah um but you know to bring the body back down you don't want to just say and then sit down yeah you know and hop in your car because then all of a sudden your blood pools and you can get a bit lightheaded and feel a bit dizzy and clear so you need to do some sort of cool down get the body back down and do a little few little stretches if you know like I said if you're standing there with friends rather than just standing there do some stretches especially if you struggle to find time to do stretching Use that time to do stretching. Yeah. Quite frankly, when I was um, when I had young children, and a I, well, I didn't, have, I couldn't stretch. Right, I wasn't able to find time to stretch. So while I was cooking, I would stretch. I put my foot up on the on the kitchen bench and lean forward, stretching my hamstrings to chop the vegetables. <laughs> it was unbelievable. <laughs> and then I would, you know, if it was a corner, I would put one foot up on the bench and do my quad stretch. You know, while I'm stirring the shit in the pot and And put my to do my figure four ones, I'd put my bent leg up on the bench and and lean over and stretch out the hip, chopping the vegetables, right? And then calf stretches, lean against the bench, chopping stuff, stirring stuff, stretching my calves. Do what you have to do to find the time. That's why people say they don't have time to do it. I always had time to stretch because I cooked. And every night I cooked, I would stretch. And I was working full-time with young children running 120, 30 kilometres a week. So there is time, um, but you have to be a little bit creative, perhaps, to find the time to do these things. And, um, you know, invariably while I'm doing that, I'm listening to my kids read their books and, and you know, I'm, or I'm asking them times tables questions or whatever I was doing because, you know, you parents know what it's like, nothing stops. Just because you're a runner doesn't mean the yeah. the, the world thinks that's important. So yeah. do what you have to do to get it done because stretching is important. And that was when I was way younger and I was stretching every every day because I cooked every day.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, but yeah. that's that's aside from a cool down, I guess. But the cool down, definitely after a quality session, absolutely. Even if if you're running out of time, if you're running like work, even if it's just 1K, I try to do 2 to 3Ks cool down. You do about 2K cool downs don't
1: yeah. you? Oh, yeah,
2: thereabouts, yeah. I, I program for my clients two, two and a half Ks for cool, cool downs, but sometimes they let me know they've cut it short because they're running late for work or whatever it is. And it's like, that's fine. I'd rather you, I'd rather you cut the cool down short than the warm-up. Yeah. Because... Um, <clears throat> invariably, if you're working, you're running around like a blue-ass fly when you get home anyway, yes. so you're still, still moving. moving. Yeah, yeah. It's not like, you know.
1: If you're running late for something, you're generally not going to go and yeah. sit on
3: the couch.
2: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so I know that they're still moving and still doing things, and, and you know, I just want them to get the main body of it in. I don't want them to completely disregard the cool down, but, yeah, cut it back mm-hmm. is, is absolutely yeah. fine, just not too much, and don't completely get rid of it. Yes, um, warming up. Cooling down and stretching—three distinctly different things, but equally important. And what,
1: in your opinion, um, do? You, how do you feel about? You know, obviously there's the warm up, but in the car or if you're on your way driving somewhere to run, which many people do, um, dressing warmer. You know, and having like a passive warm up rather than an active, or not instead uh, off, but you mean
2: like some people putting on the heater in the car to yeah, get body up? Yeah, yeah, uh, Does that, I yeah. don't, I don't necessarily agree with that. I don't think that's necessary. I mean, I if it's cold, I'll and I'm driving there, I'll have the heater on. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. I know some people don't like to because they're like, oh, I've got to acclimatise to the cold, so I get keep the car cold.
1: I, I had a friend, I just think that's mental. It might be uncomfortable. You never went anywhere within... Like to races or to runs, because he would have his, in the middle of winter, he'd have his air conditioning yeah, on no. so that when he got out of the car, he wasn't shocking himself. He was already ready to go out. Well, no it one like, wanted to go. In no, the car no, no,
2: thing. no kidding. I have the heater on in the car because I figure I'm, and when I get out, it keeps me warm, not for warming up purposes, but just so I'm not miserable when I start. Um, because you should always dress a little bit less. We, I oh know we didn't speak about it on this. Hmm. Um, when you start a run don't wear enough clothes that you feel warm you should feel a little bit oh I could do with like an extra layer on because you're going to heat up and otherwise I mean you can wear it if you want but you're just going to heat up
1: and you'll have to take it, off in Paris. take it
2: off either that or you'll sweat and if you you start sweating in the middle of winter and then then you're wet and that's how you can get hypothermia by getting your body wet like that you're better off to be a little bit cool at the start um, but you know if I've gotten out of the car and I'm already warm, I don't feel that coldness as much. And I just know what I should wear based on what the temperature says as opposed to how I feel. Because if yeah. I base it on how I feel, I'll be bundled up like the on yeah. man. <laughs> so, you know, base it on what the weather app says and I go, I know at this temperature I'll get hot within two minutes. Yeah. Um, and invariably we do, don't yeah. we?
1: Yeah. So, um, so many times we sit at home going, oh, is it well, similar weather? And then we'll start our run, and ten minutes in, we're saying, "Thank God we wore a singlet." Yeah, place.
2: it's definitely singlet weather, yeah. you know, and it's eight degrees.
3: Yeah,
2: um, because anything above eight degrees, it's singlet weather. Um, so for me, for me, yeah. you're you're more like ten or eleven
1: like yeah, degrees. I give it a little bit more grace. Yeah, I don't mind wearing a t-shirt, whereas yeah. Isabel would prefer not to.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. So I'm 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 happy to suffer a little bit, you know,
2: of the heat, of the heat, yeah.
1: wearing a t-shirt. Um I
2: also think it's different. I'd rather
1: about- err on that side than be, mm-hmm. be cold wearing singer,
2: And I figure I'm a bit warmer because I wear a crop top, like not yeah, because but- wears a t-shirt. The crop top yeah. does make a difference. It keeps you warmer across the chest. So mm-hmm. I don't find that I need the t-shirt as much. Yeah. Um, and that's just, you know, that's just the way it is. Yeah. Um but yeah, I I don't believe in using the car as a method of warming up or acclimatizing to the yeah. cold. I mean why be in misery? I can't believe you would have the air con on. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. yeah, that just means your body's been freezing in the car, and you've already burnt half your calories. So that when you start, you're already behind yeah. the eight ball. It's madness, I think. Yeah. Madness. It
3: sounds
1: like madness. I thought it was madness. It is madness.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So anyway, hmm. that's that. Um, so that's anything a- else that we should say about? No, I think that warm up cooldowns. Not-
1: yeah. that's it yeah so
2: a very important part of yeah. your running of even even easy ones you should warm into it probably i certainly have to one thing we haven't
1: spoken about actually now mm. that i think about it is when um if you're in a race mm. you know you warm up course, yeah. and and you know what sort of a race needs a warm-up and what sort of a race yes. doesn't need a warm up. right
2: because
1: there is a yes there is so a
2: thing. marathon and under needs a warm-up. Um, I would always do one and a half to two K warm-up before a marathon with some strides in it. Once again, four times hundred meter strides just to get my body ready. And and if you're warming up for a race, you need to have that warm-up done no later than 15 minutes before the start, because after 15 minutes, it starts to negate. It's better than nothing, but it starts to negate. But definitely um I mean, I remember one time I did a 1,500-metre race track and unsurprisingly, I was running late. And I arrived at the track and everyone's already lined up on the start. So my warm-up was running from the car (laughs) to the start line for a 1,500-metre race. And as you can well imagine, it went like shit and was horrible and was the most miserable experience. I mean, running fast is always pretty miserable. (laughs) That was particularly miserable because... You know, in a race, you want to keep up with other people. And it's, it really brought home to me how much of a difference a warm-up makes. Yeah. Because I, my legs were like, I was like a, a Bambi out there, yeah. you know. It was it was horrendous. So, yeah. So, um, yeah. so um, for anything under a marathon, you absolutely need a warm-up. If it's on the roads and that sort of stuff. Probably marathon maybe for trail, not so much because they take longer and start slower. Um, 50K, when I was racing 50Ks hard, I probably would do a little warmer, um, but by the same token, it's not 100% necessary, especially if you're just doing it like as a training race or, um, you know, for completion more. Yeah. Um, 100Ks, no. You, 80K and above, I don't believe personally that you need a warm-up you use the first couple of Ks to ease into the pace, which is why I find it so frustrating that so many people just sprint off at the start because they haven't warmed up and then they are sprinting off to get their, you know, their park run PB or to prove how awesome they are by winning the first five kilometre of a 100K race, which quite frankly I'm pretty sure that's not the can. No. Um So use that to warm up, chat with some people. Hi, how's it going? I haven't seen you in ages and all that sort of stuff, um, especially, you know, some of them start uphill, yeah. you know, take it easy, calm your farm. You don't want to be pulling a muscle at the beginning of a race or burning. You know, if you get that heart rate up really high, you really burn all your, all your matches in one hit. I mean, that was something we're really cognizant of as cyclists is not burning our matches. And that's, you know, where you get that heart rate up really high because, You've only got so much of that in you for the race, yeah, and um, and you don't get it back, you can't get it back,
1: yeah. Um, and you've got, you know, I guess if you're a really good runner, 10 hours when you're yeah, that's like fine. us, it's 15,
2: yeah, but you've you know, got even longer, you've got some time.
1: time to, you know. Yeah.
2: Look, even when I was a good runner, I like my I don't know if I blabbed on about this before, but my first UTA, I came seventh female in that, and I. I'd never run 100K before, so I just started off the start with everybody. I was standing there in conga lines going, oh, well. Um, I just said to myself, well, this just means I'll be able to go faster at the end. I didn't get stressed about it. And and so my start was really easy, really cruisy because I was caught up behind all these people. And I ended up, you know, 1240 and, and seventh female and passing so many people who went out super hard to get in front of the conga lines, get in front, get in front. And then, then they... Brent their matches um so i know it's tempting to want to get in front of people before you know single track or whatever it is but people are pretty good they'll let you pass i've always had to do that because i always tend to start up the back and i just go excuse me excuse me i'm coming through oh and as long as you're friendly and nice and you're not elbows out shoving people off the trail people will let you pass so ease into it Obviously, we're not going to bother with a cool down after a um, no,
1: if you've got if you've got an unseated cool down and you haven't got no, it
2: that's all, right. <laughs> but mind you, after I would do hard 10k races or hard cross country races, I would always do a bit of a cool down,
3: yeah,
2: because it you know it it. It, it was, was so important for,
1: for our heart, but a harder, but but a cool down yeah. can be as simple as a walk. Or oh, a movement.
2: we would yeah. jog. We would jog a bunch of us, you Very know. But a few of us girls, but we'd be all talking yeah. about the race. Yeah. And it'd be a dog like a real shuffle jog. Yeah. It was just yeah. movement. Yes, yeah. it was glorified walking. Yeah. I think that's where I learned my ultra shuffle probably. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was always it was actually fun to do because we would talk. Oh, how did the race go for you? And oh, I felt this and I did that, and you know, it was um. Really, quite an enjoyable thing to do, Yeah. and um, because before the race you're nervous, so it's harder to chat with people. Yeah. Um, and after the race, that's when you would ha- have fun and chat with people. I didn't never did a cool down after a marathon because normally I was I would normally nearly pass up. Yeah,
1: that's right. <laughs> normally, normally you get over the finish line and everything locks up immediately, and you yeah, fall to yeah. the ground. So normally, I would fall if you to the ground yeah. after that. Then good luck. Like yeah, you.
2: no um so
1: to the car yeah
2: that is and so yeah after marathon i wouldn't worry too much because also you know you're going to be having a rest time whereas after something shorter you're going to be training again that week so you want to i know i said it doesn't shake out the lactic acid but it does sort of shake out the muscles a bit it it does it does reduce doms i personally believe um and you know so um but yeah, that was the point of that. But but yeah, I wouldn't have an ultra, so I wouldn't bother with a cool down. And an ultra, I wouldn't bother with the warm-up, but just use the start of the race yeah. as the warm-up. Yeah. Um, you know, because there's plenty of time.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: and if you go out too hard, you don't get that back. Yeah. But if you go out a little bit too slow, you can always speed up.
3: Yeah.
2: And you'll have the energy to speed up. But if you have burn all your matches at the start, that's it. You're that that's it.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: So um you know, just calm it down, take it easy, and and you know, don't go out super easy. It's not you know, it's not a Sunday stroll, but yeah. don't kill yourself in the first you know five k.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, just to get yeah. at the front of the of the single track, like.
1: And then because yeah, then obviously you get to the front, and then you've got five then you guys get the pressure. You've got five guys breaking yeah. your neck, and, yeah, and then you feel compelled to go hard, and then yeah. that and just then doubles you, down, yeah. So. It does. It, yeah, I'm yeah. fatigued. So
2: exactly, and just gets you totally.
1: Because and then you're not just using physical uh, physical energy; you're you, using mental energy as well.
2: Which it's I reckon the mental good. energy burns even yeah. more. Yeah. Um, that stress. Yeah. So you know, just just remember, it's a long race. You've yeah. got time. You've got plenty of time. But if you ruin it in the first few hours, you won't. You don't get that back. Yeah. And running someone else's pace will do that to you. It will ruin it. As I always say, my race, my pace, my race, my pace. I used to always repeat that to myself in the start. For the first hour or two, my race, my pace. So I didn't feel the pressure of other people, Mm -hmm. Um, you know. And and I would get comments, oh, you're slow today. and Oh, whatever, whatever, you know.
1: Yeah. but you would always see those people at the end of the
2: you know, would yeah. that happen to us in a race where they were like, "Oh, you were," they were saying some things, you know, "Oh, yeah, yeah it's really tough, isn't it?" Like, but, um, like that, there's some noobs, and that um, was
1: the prom, um, the prom, yeah, the Wilson's prom, where yeah. where the the start of the race is like a three k uphill run, yeah. and we just cruised, we took our time. It a, you were still having you were yeah. having uh, calf yeah, issues yeah. at the time, so we stopped so you could loosen that up a little bit. We, we got, got passed.
2: Some really condescending yeah,
1: remarks. we got we got passed by some people with some condescending remarks.
2: Mm. Um, I mean, but, I'm sure they thought they were being encouraging, yeah. but it was kind of said in a condescending yeah. way. And yeah, yeah and it to was to a
1: person. We passed all those people back.
2: Yeah, we passed them all back. So yeah. it's like, yeah, you know. Um, yeah. So, so you know, and,
1: and yeah. still passing them back. Some of them tried to hold on for a while. Every oh, no. time you can so see, see that up behind be like.
2: Follow
1: us for a while, but then they would slowly drop
2: off. Yeah, you know, because
1: our pace wasn't slacking.
2: No, and that's what I said to Ron at the time. We pass them for a reason. Like we pass them because we've caught them and passed them, not because um, because our pace is faster than them.
3: Yeah.
2: At the start, of course, everybody's pace is fast except ours because we chose to be slow. It should feel too easy at the start.
3: Yeah.
2: To feel the start going. Oh God, I could run faster than this if you're doing if that's your start of your ultra, then you're running at the right pace. If yep. you start an ultra going really puffing and puffing, you're going too fast.
1: Yeah. And that was a race where you came fourth, I think, that, that oh, I can't remember. so you know, even with a, you know, we That's were...
2: right, because we got past by third and I'd said to you, Let's keep in front of these girls. And the you're yeah. like Because we were bumming and airing whether we should make an effort. Yeah. And I kind of thought they were sec- you know, that there was third kind of coming in front yeah. of me. But anyway, it was like we'd made a decision that we weren't actually really racing. That yeah. was us not even That's racing. Not,
1: yeah, we were not racing. That yeah. was that was, I think, uh, the first one. We just decided to have some nice fun, easy races. Yes. So we entered, it was only a 44 or yeah, whatever we it is. did yeah, it wasn't long. Um so that it was, was
2: yeah, that was when we started just doing those lots of shorter races. Yeah, shorter not long, once a month.
1: Yeah, easier races to to find a bit of fun in the in the yeah, yeah. you know, in the trails again.
2: And I was like, because, you know, I, I like to, I'm like, oh, oh come on, let's put in. you're like, no, we're here for fun. I'm like, and at the end I'm like, see, I told you. <laughs> yeah. you're like, what? <laughs> so, yes, that was me trying to have fun. <laughs> yeah, that's And not So, like, even I need to be held in check sometimes, yeah. you know. Um, it is easy, you know. But, I mean, uh, we weren't pushing hard at that point. We no. weren't. Um, but anyway, yes, warming up, cooling down, do the right thing by your body and you'll be running for many years to come. Honestly, if you push it too hard, a racing becomes no longer fun because it's no fun getting passed by every man, woman, child, and animal on yeah. the trail because you've blown yourself up at the start. It's demoralizing. It is. Um, so but personally I wouldn't know because I'm always the one doing the passing.
1: So there's nothing more fun than finishing a race <laughs> yeah. knowing you feel Human. Human, yeah. I would and never I say
2: push... okay because I always yeah. try to generally, if I'm racing, certainly I always push hard yeah. and I want to finish a race spin. But but even the year I won six foot track, I can tell you right now, I was not up front for for the first half of that race.
3: Yeah.
2: Nowhere near it. <clears throat> yeah. So, I mean, the kudos does not go to the person who wins the first five to 10 Ks. Yeah. Yeah. So calm it down, easy pace yourself. Easy. Yeah. Your body will thank you because you'll be able to race for longer. And um you'll actually end up having more fun. Yeah. And it won't be a death march at the end. It'll be a it'll be a hard effort. I'm not saying it won't be it'll be easy. Like I was pushing hard by the end of those races when I, you know, would do well. Yeah. But that's because I was able to push hard. I was running hard by the end. Because I was able to, because I hadn't yeah. worn it out at the start. And that's you it. used to go for the opposite, well, so you yeah. know.
1: My first hundred Ks, I think the last twenty of it were was a death march. That
2: yeah, and that's no fun. Um, that's just, shit. Yeah,
1: you end up you finish the race, you know, just in a piteous, you know. Yeah. Just hating life, you know everything hurts. Yeah, you know you should be happy that you finished a hundred k's, but all you can think of is thank God that's over.
2: Yes, you yeah. know.
1: So it's just you know we should be doing this because we want to do it and we enjoy it. So you know do it in a way that makes it
3: enjoyable.
2: <laughs> I mean, but to be fair, like I'm saying, is like my finishes of races were never enjoyable. It always hurt. Yeah. Just because I'm going faster doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. But it hurt with satisfaction knowing that yeah. I would sped up throughout the race, that I was passing people throughout the race. So it was a hurt that was like, "Ooh, this is awesome!" Yeah. Not a, "Oh my god, I'm walking hurt."
1: Yeah, I was I was constantly being passed from yeah. about then, seventy k onwards, Just mm. you know, half half. And the, that's
2: normally when I was just hitting my
1: straight. Yeah, I, I reckon <laughs> half the field passed me in that last thirty k. <laughs>
2: so, they were all the ones going, "Yep, yep." yep. knew knew he'd be here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so you know, have a think about it anyway. Try, try if if you find that you always end up death marching in the last part of your ultra, think about starting a bit slower. Just just yeah. consider it. And you know, if you um always win training against people who beat you in races, why don't you try going a little bit slower and using your yeah. cool, warm up and cool down a bit better in your training? pace yourself in your training and save yourself because you know there's you, you your training is warming up for the race yeah. you know and if you burn all your matches in your training you'll have nothing for the race so it, yeah. it goes for all of it the, the the training is your warm up for your race so don't don't burn yourself out in in the training yeah all right I all think, good yeah. I think it started raining harder <laughs> yay so anyway oh so merry Christmas everyone yeah.
1: um I hope you. have Had a great year. um,
2: I'm looking forward to an awesome 2024, a full race calendar here. in certainly Victoria, there's, like, seriously a race every week. Yeah, there
1: is. There's no shortage of races. Um, I hope your training went well for the year. Yeah. And, yeah, looking forward to an excellent year next year.
2: Yes, indeed. (laughs) All right. Sorry.
1: All right. You're not on the trails
2: now. No, I'm not. <laughs> I did forget. <laughs> All right. Have a great week, everybody, and uh, we will catch you next time. Bye-bye. bye bye